Prince's iconic B-side to 1999, How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore, is the focus on the latest episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I suppose this song could be subtitled Piano in a Microphone 1982. I mean, it's a simple vocal and bluesy piano arrangement, not dissimilar to what we heard on uh, Prince's posthumous Piano and a Microphone 1983 release a couple years ago. So this song would have fit right into that album if it was just recorded a year later, but since Prince recorded this in 1982, it doesn't fit the timeline for that record. And all of those songs were recorded simultaneously in one in one rehearsal session and this song was recorded in um, the spring of 1982 in preparation for the 1999 album that Prince was recording at the time it never made the record it was a b-side as I mentioned to the first single from the album 1999 so the first time many people heard this song would have been on that b-side to 1999 it's a very different sounding song than what we got on the a-side 1999's a you know a big boisterous party jam with you know a rock and chorus lots of synths and multiple voices being heard in the mix but the flip side of that record how come you don't call me anymore is a very stripped down stark piano and a microphone you know it's just it's just prince's vocals he's playing a very kind of gospely bluesy piano riff and he's just going off. Unlike 1999, this song is a ballad, and it's designed to evoke strong emotional response to being ignored, dropped, dissed, rejected, whatever you want to call it. Prince is singing this song from the perspective of somebody who's who's really in a bad, bad spot in his relationship, and he recognizes it. And he recognizes what a, a bad position he's currently in in this relationship. And this song is, is a, all about pleading for his, his former lover, his former girlfriend, to just pick up the phone and talk to him. He doesn't quite understand what went wrong. What has led her to no longer give him the time of day. Prince does a tremendous job of, of selling this track from that standpoint. He's, he's sad and lonely and love-struck, and, and we really feel for him. He, he does, a, like I said, a great job of selling it. it. It's very evocative of somebody who's lonely. I mean, you kind of kind of hear the echo of his voice in the studio, which signifies loneliness. Um, he's all alone in the studio. Now, we, we know that he's never, or was rarely all alone. There was usually some sort of engineer around, you know, to record some of the music he, he had in his head. But due to its, its very simplistic musical structure and the lack of instrumental and vocal embellishments, there's no background singers, there's no additional instrumentation. It really gives us, the listener, the sense that he's, he's all alone singing this song. And that's that's the point. That's what he, I imagine, he intended to evoke by by creating this song in this manner. Since first appearing as the B-side to 1999, "How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore" has received plenty of additional attention um, from a number of different 
reasons, a number of different projects, and, and other artists. A lot of people first heard this song, I imagine, on Prince's uh, The Hits and B-Sides collection. Up to this point, you, if you lived in uh, North America, United States, you really could only hear this song if you owned the, the 45 to 1999. I guess it was included on some configurations of 1999 album in different different markets different countries but over here that was your only that was your only opportunity to hear the song until you got the b-sides collection but then shortly after that you could hear this song on the girl six soundtrack that he did for the spike lee film you could also hear it as a uh, b-side to the re-release of the song 1999 which was released in late 98 in preparation for all the 1999 hoopla end of the end of the century and we're not even done yet. I mean, it was recorded for Prince's One Night Alone live album. So he recorded it as late as the early 2000s and um, put a live version out on CD. And um, just this past fall, we've got another version of this song. The take two of this track was part of the 1999 Super Deluxe Edition as a, as a vault track that was unearthed for that project. So we got to hear a different rendition of this, um, of this song for that collection. So despite it being a B-side, I think it's probably one of Prince's most well-known B-sides for its ubiquity. I haven't even touched on all the different cover versions of this song. And there's been a, there's been a number of them. I'm not going to you know point all of them out here, but one that I think most people recognize and and have heard is the version that Alicia Keys did for her debut album in 2001. So that song, her version of that song was released as a single and there was a music video accompanying it. So I think those are some key reasons why it was uh, heard and and most well known in terms of her, um, in terms of the covers that were created of this song. A lot of people don't even know necessarily if they're just fans of modern music from the 2000s and and beyond they they hear this song from alicia keys they might not even know it's a prince song that has rarely happened where songs that were recorded by prince or where other artists covered it and you know their its popularity in some ways usurped the original version i feel for you by shaka khan is a great example of course Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor, even though that song wasn't officially recorded by Prince um, until later. You know, we got his version of that released in later, later uh, after the Sinead O'Connor version blew up. But originally, of course, it was the, the family. But I'm, I'm on a tangent here, and I think I want to get back to talking about How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore. Because for me personally, I heard this song for the first time in 1983, just like a lot of other people who who bought the 1999 single. I heard it on the flip side of the album and, you know, I was pretty, pretty skeptical. Uh, it, it was, it was slow. It didn't have the same energy that 1999 had. And for me, that was, that was a drawback. That was a negative. I was only eight years old at the time. So I will, um, I'll kind of use that as my inherent excuse as to why I didn't get this song the first time I heard it. Like, get it. Like, really understand where Prince was coming from with it. Understand his message. Understand the delivery. All of those things were lost on me 
and um, for me it was a b-side that I never really played much. I wasn't much of a b-side listener as a kid. I, I was all about the a-side, I was all about the, the hit, the song that I heard on the radio, the song that had a music video. You know, the b-sides, unless it was you know, something phenomenal like you know, the Beatles, uh, Strawberry Fields Forever, Penny Lane. I mean, that, did, that felt like two a-sides, which kind of really was. How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore really felt like a true B-side. It wasn't featured on the 1999 album, so it was its own unique song that unaffiliated with a, with an album, with a record, and it had a, a very distinctive 180 turn in terms of style, in terms of presentation, in terms of sound, then it's A-side, so I wasn't having it. I heard it a couple times, thought it was dull, and uh, I didn't play it again for many years, uh, partly because the record that I played it on was never really mine, it was my sister's. So once we started buying cassettes, and you know we're in the mid-80s now, and, and it's all cassettes, so the, the record player didn't get uh, used as much, therefore the song didn't get played as much. It took me to hear it again on the B-Sides collection in the 90s before I could finally appreciate this song's value. And, and since then, even that's even been, you know, 26, 27 years ago. So I've... It, this song has grown even more so in my mind in terms of its location on Prince's overall discography. It's it's a highlight of a song. It's it's a it's a stellar piano ballad. It really is. There hasn't been a lot of piano ballads in Prince's discography up to this point. He hadn't really done much of this. At least not that we were treated to as a release, an official release. So getting into the lyrics uh, of the song after the nice piano opening to set the tone for where the song is going to go. It doesn't really deviate from, from that sound throughout the song. It's really just Prince uh, and his, and his uh, piano. The whole song is like that. And it's all about the lyrics. It's all about how the piano accentuates the lyrics. In Prince's voice, I mean, this, once again, this is another one where presentation is everything. I keep your picture beside my bed And the first verse kicks off. I keep your picture beside my bed, and I still remember everything you said. I always thought our love was so right, I guess I was wrong. I always thought you'd be by my side, Mama, now you're gone. So in the first verse he is setting the tone, painting a picture, I guess, for what's going on, why is he singing this song keeps the picture beside his bed because he misses her you know he's kind of implying that with the I still remember everything you said line maybe that was a fight kind of his take on a fight that they might have had and the things that she said maybe she told him you know she didn't want to see him anymore maybe she told him he didn't uh, she didn't love him anymore 
I don't we don't know what she said and, and possibly he's even reminiscing back to happier times with that line I still remember everything you said could also mean you know he's thinking back to the good times and maybe some of the uh, the loving comments that she's made to him um, hearkening back to a very intimate conversation they had talking about how they were going to be together forever or how, how in love she was with him so he's he's really having a hard time letting go I get from these uh, first couple of lines in this verse I keep your picture beside my bed and I still remember everything you said tells me he's maybe having a hard time letting go or at least it's so early in the in the process for him to even consider letting go. I always thought I love so right against those roads. Always thought you'd be by my side, Mama. Now you're gone. thought our love was so right I guess I was wrong you know he's he's kind of admitting that it has gone sour the relationship has gone sour even in spite of how he felt about it uh, very recently I always thought you'd be by my side now you're gone so yeah the, this first verse is just kind of reminiscing back on you know the thoughts that he had about her and the good good feelings he had about their relationship and how it's all gone to shit, apparently. And he doesn't really offer any clues as to what happened. And he won't. He won't for this entire song. It's all about how he feels now, not trying to tell a story. And the chorus is, What I want to know, baby, if what we had was good, how come you don't call me anymore? He's just asking a question. I mean, he, he's... he's <laughs> He's really confused, I think. I feel like he's really confused in the song. The title of the song is a question. It may be a rhetorical question, but it's a question nonetheless. He wants to know that if things were so good, if they both felt like, and maybe we don't know if they both felt like that, maybe it was a one-sided feeling, but in his mind, what they had was good. How come you don't call me anymore? And it's, it's, it's really tearing him up. You get a sense that he's tearing him up inside. These unanswered questions he has about the, the failure of their relationship, the end, and, and why he's being rejected. I guess to, in these days you might get a How Come You Won't Text Me Anymore song title. <laughs> Phone conversations aren't what they used to be. They don't serve the same purpose. They're not as important. But back in 1982, you know, calling somebody was was the main main way that you communicated if you weren't in the same room. And that's that's just how it was. I still like a fire on a rainy night. Still like it better when you're holding me. For the second verse, Prince uh, 
takes a little bit of a different approach in terms of the lyrics. He, you hear him say kind of in, mumbling to himself a little bit, listen, before he sings this next line. So he's, I feel like he's ad-libbing a bit with this verse and adding some, some lines in here that he says very under his breath. He mutters them, you know, uh, lines that I, I never really heard until digging deep for this podcast episode and, and deciphering lyrics and going through and listening to it while reading lyrics online. Uh, so the, the listen right at the very beginning of the verse, of the second verse, was a, a line I never heard. He says, I still light the fire on a rainy night. I still like it better when you're holding me tight. Now here's another mumbled line. Okay, now, um... Now, um... Everybody said, everybody said that the wheat should never fall. Everybody said, everybody said that we should never part. And Prince takes another opportunity to speak a line under his breath. I always said that we were kind of cute together myself. So you got really, got to really pay attention to these lines when you're listening to it. And uh, it requires, ideally, a very good speaker system, headphones, something like that. Because you're really not going to pick these up listening to them, listening to the song in the car. Tell me, baby, 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 why? Why'd you want to go and break my heart? Why'd you want to do it, baby? It's another one of those spoken lines. Um, I say muttered because he's really under his breath when he says these lines. Uh, They're not really intended to be the focus of this verse, I don't feel. Because he's sung so quietly and, and so under his breath. But... I like this verse because it takes a very distinct, different approach than the first verse. I still light a fire on a rainy night. So the more common phrase is, you know, carrying a torch for somebody where, you know, you have feelings of love for somebody that isn't really being, um, it's, it's unrequited, it's not, it's not mutual. And so lighting a fire on a rainy night could be kind of a, a similar a similar meeting to that, um, lighting the fire, making sure that that his heart is warm for her still. You know, it, it doesn't say, it doesn't necessarily have to be a literal fire. It could be in that carrying a torch type of metaphor, um, lighting a fire on a rainy night. So keeping, keeping his heart warm, keeping his home warm, ready for her to return. That I feel like that's what he's trying to say with that line. I could be wrong, but... That's what I get from it. I still like it better when you're holding me tight, as opposed to nobody holding you. Yeah, I think that um, <laughs> that would be the the preference I would imagine for anybody just getting out of a relationship. They've if if it's not mutual, if they're alone and they don't want to be alone, being held is much better than than not. Everybody said that we should never part. This tells me that um, they sure looked cute together, as he says. <laughs> That's his muttered line. I always said that we were kind of cute together myself. So he felt it. He thinks he really um, gets the sense that other people thought and looked from the outward appearances that they were a great couple. You know, they were cute together. They they complemented each other. They seemed to have everything going for them. 
and I'm sure he's probably implying that there's going to be a lot of mutual friends or people that they know that knew them as a couple that are going to be just as just as confused and just as um, head-scratchingly confused over the uh, dissolution of their relationship. You know, that while that is a nice sentiment, like people from the outside saying, oh, you guys look great together, you guys are perfect for each other, you should never part. They don't really know what goes on behind closed doors, they don't really know what the relationship is like outside of what is being presented to them. So while that's a nice sentiment, it is... You can't you can't really take that for any more than a grain of salt because it, it doesn't the depth of their their knowledge and their involvement in the relationship is very minimal. It's very surface. So you know, looking cute together and having everybody said they should never part is nice, but it's not it's not going to really paint a full picture of a couple's relationship. So tell me, baby, baby, why'd you want to go and break my heart? Why'd you want to do it? So at this point, he he's feeling like he is trying to understand why she's being so cruel. Kind of tells me that he feels like it's all her. I mean, we get the sense from the entire song. This is 100% her decision. This woman is done with it. And... She's broken Prince's heart, she doesn't call him anymore, and he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand why. All I want to know, baby, if what we had was good, how come you don't call me anymore? Why don't you call me, girl? That's the chorus again. And he goes right into the bridge. Sometimes it feels like I'm gonna die. If you don't call me mama, girl, you gotta try. Down on my knees, begging you please. Please. Why can't you call me sometime, baby? It's just one lousy dime, baby. Why can't you call me sometime? So in the bridge, he's really just, once again, expressing distraught feelings over the end of this relationship sometimes it feels like i'm gonna die that's a very melodramatic and overwrought way to describe it but when you're in that moment i'm sure those feelings are real they they really feel like the end the end of something good the end of something important the end of happiness for this person and if you don't see yourself being happy, unless you're in this relationship, you know, I mean, you're just so in such pain that that death is almost like a blessing. You just got to hope that it passes and passes quickly. That's a pretty distressful place to be in. And <laughs> feeling like death is the only answer. And, you know, I don't 
this isn't like a suicide ballad or anything. Songwriters do this. They talk about wanting to die over the, you know, the end of a relationship. It's just a really bad feeling he has about it. And he's, and he's begging, you know, down on my knees, begging you, please call me sometime. Just one lousy dime. What I imagine was the cost of a, a local telephone call in the early 80s. A single dime. So he's just really telling her that, you know, he feels like the lack of communication is what's really killing him. Yeah, he would love for this relationship to continue and flourish. But in lieu of that, he at least wants some closure, right? I mean, the guy wants closure. And she's not calling him. She's not talking to him. Her approach to the end of this relationship is sever ties 100%, probably. I mean, I mean, we are just hearing one side, just like any most songs. You're just hearing one side. And in this one side, all we're getting is a man's pleading for his former lover and girlfriend to just talk to him. It's just one lousy dime. Can't you call me sometime? Maybe just to be friends. Maybe he just wants to hear her voice. He misses her so badly that just the sound of her voice, even if it doesn't end in the reconciliation of their relationship, that at least if he could hear her voice again, maybe, just maybe, she can explain to him what went wrong. Because he has all of these questions that he just doesn't have answers to, and it's frustrating the hell out of him. And um, at this point in the song... After the bridge, we get into a little bit of uh, more piano, and Prince begins to sing some more lines as the song slowly fades out. Why on earth can't you just pick up the phone? You know I don't like to be alone. Why, why must you torture me, baby? Why you gotta treat me so bad? And these lines just reiterate what I was talking about a second ago with the, the lack of communication just being the sole um, cause of his distress. He doesn't say, get back together with me. The song doesn't say, why why can't you come back to me? The song is, how come you don't call me anymore? Yeah, I mean, that tells us, the listener, that if she called him, that probably would mean that they were going to either get back together or were, or were back together. So the lack of communication is his way of explaining to us through song that the relationship's dead. A couple that is going to work it out, that has something to work out, has to communicate. You can't resolve issues without communication, and and her complete lack of communication, and complete lack of desire to communicate, is all we need to know as the listener to, to... to get a sense that this relationship is done. It's finished. There's no coming back. The other flip side of this is that possibly this is all just sung. This song takes place possibly at the, uh, you know, a day after a big fight. A day or two after a big fight. And he's used to communicating with this woman on a very regular routine basis. And now all of a sudden, she's not calling doesn't say anything about you not picking up the phone when I call you. Um, there's no indication or 
he hasn't made it clear in any of these lyrics that he's attempted to call her. This is all very one-sided. This is all very one-way communication complaints. He's not um, getting communication from her. So I don't know if back then it was, (laughs) you could block somebody's phone number. You probably could. Maybe he's been blocked. Maybe she changed her number. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's not really giving her, at least in the the lyrics of the song, he's not really giving her a lot of legitimate reasons to call him. I mean, he just wants to, to hear from her, but his, his reasoning is, I don't like to be alone. He likes it better when she's holding him and that they looked good together. They were kind of cute together. So (laughs) I don't know. I mean. The more I'm talking about this song, the more I'm thinking he just, he's, if she doesn't want to talk to him, this kind of begging and pleading isn't going to really help. But, you know, I mean, I get the, also the impression that this is a song that he's singing to himself. He's not singing it to her. She's never going to hear this song. This is him just kind of, I feel like this is a song where he's just kind of kind of working through his issues working through his his sadness and while there's a lot of questions why don't you call me why must you torture me why you got to treat me so bad why can't you just pick up the phone all these questions he has are never intended to be answered he's not talking to her her um, answering machine while he's singing the song i don't get and that's not what i get from this song at all i just get a lonely man alone in his home with a piano just working it out working out the issues working out his gripes and just trying to get this out of him just get her out of his system and her lack of communication is is, is the big thing that's just really driving him insane at this point Well, I feel like I've gone through the lyrics to How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore. Long enough at this point, I'd like to, um, just been closing, I'd like to say that this song is wonderful. I'm so glad that I finally warmed up to it after 36 odd years. It's, It's a mature song. It's a mature song. It's really emotional. There's a lot of emotion in this song. There's a lot of um, sadness here in his voice. There's a lot of frustration as well. I mean, he's not singing it so much like a sad sack. Uh, he's, he's, he's pleading, he's screaming, he's pissed off. And, and the song has all of that. And he's also terribly confused and sad. And, uh, how come you don't call me anymore? Expresses all of those in in a very effective way. So I hope you guys love this song as much as I do. And if you don't, I hope you at least enjoy the episode. This has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenniger. Wanted to thank uh, everybody for joining me on this journey through Prince's discography. We're getting towards the end of the 1999 era now that I'm touching on the B-sides. Got a couple more songs to go before we move on and... uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening. You can get a hold of me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Press Rewind, Prince Lyrics Podcast, Press Rewind 75 is my handle on Twitter. Say hi. 
If you have any different takes on this song, I'd love to hear it. So until next time, thank you very much and goodbye. It's just one night's a dime, baby. Why can't you call me sometimes? Oh, no, no. Why on earth can't you just pick up the phone? You torture me, baby. Why you gotta do that slow?